Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. Hockey tonight, not the preseason, the lead. Yeah, it was five woods. Hockey tonight, not the preseason, the lead. It was seven. <laughs> I said four, so my bad, everybody. Uh, welcome in. A new week of shows starts now. It's Oilers Nation every day, live from the Sports Closet Studio. And this week, there will be Edmonton Oilers hockey played. That matters for two points in the standings. That won't mm. feature a bunch of American Hockey League plugs. Woo! It's very, very exciting. We finally made it through a long offseason, through a long preseason. But there is hockey. We are back. NHL hockey resumes tonight with a nice three-game slate. Connor Bedard making his debut. We are going to break down, well, all of that. We're also going to be joined by former NHL goaltender Carter Hutton on the show in about 18 minutes' time. So we'll get his take on Skinner v. Campbell, the goalies in the Pacific Division, and a lot of places do hot takes, Liam. Yep. A lot of places do bold predictions. We're going to do something greater. Mm-hmm. We are going to do our big, bold, hot, and sexy predictions for the <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, right, baby. Put my costume on. I we should save the reveal yeah, yeah, for, yeah, sure. for tomorrow. Okay. Um, but yeah, Carter Hutton's going to stop by. We're going to each, Hutton, myself, and you, we're each giving three big, bold, hot, and sexy predictions for the year yep. that are going to have us looking like geniuses by the end of the season. The hot, bold, sexy takes are always difficult. Yeah, big, bold, hot, and sexy. Sorry, Sorry, I'm still working on the name. Um, Because you always think, is this bold enough? You never want to go too bold. Mm -hmm. But you need to find somewhere in between where it's like, it's bold enough and it can actually be real. Mm -hmm. I I think I found it with my three. I'm sorry, before we go any further, I have a big light goal today, so I got to get it out. Okay, let's go. Get it, get it, get it. 109. 109. We're at 20 already. Hammer the like button if you're watching on YouTube. YouTube, the home of the Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. YouTube chat. Mm-hmm. Century Mile Racetrack and Casino races every Friday and Saturday throughout the year. They have one all the way up to New Year's Eve, which seems like a great way to spend New Year's Eve. Our boy QF Pro is in the chat. Love that we're starting off primetime playing at 10 o'clock Eastern. I'm sorry if it's too <laughs> early to complain about the schedule. It probably is, but all that means is there's more time before the game for everyone who's coming down to our season launch party at Greta to have a couple of cocktails. Hello, 
Think of how many $2 hot dogs you can eat before the game when the puck won't drop till like 8.20. And be entertained by an hour-long pregame show. Yeah. Boom, look at that. There's also nachos, which I'll be making. I feel like we are a fire hose of information right now. Yes. But pre-gaming with Boardsy and myself, I'm around for every show. It does start on Wednesday, our first pregame show here at Oilers Nation that is going to take you one hour right up until puck drop. Mm-hmm. And then Oilers Nation After Dark returns Tomorrow evening, We're back. all of that happening live from Greta. Very exciting. Sergeant Battle, today feels like when you were a kid and you saw all the neighbors having a water balloon fight and your mom wouldn't let you go and join. Start of the season's great, <laughs> but tomorrow is where it's really at. I get that a little yes. bit, but also there are some very good hockey games on today, namely Connor Bedard making his debut. Yeah, what are you what are you thinking tonight? So one of it does one of them really start at 3 30? Sure does. Why? What? 3.30 p.m., the National Predators National, and Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning kickoff. That just seems so strange when you could have just put it in Nashville and started at 5.30, no? Like, I see what they're trying to do is they're mm-hmm. trying to get three games in. Yeah, I like it. In the night. I say I, good on them. I mean, I get it. It just seems really strange to start your season. Has there ever been a game at 3.30 on a weekday not that in, wasn't a holiday? Uh, not in North America. Like, yeah, when they're playing like Sweden or whatever, like, sure. Like, it's, I dig it's it. What it is. I'm a fan. No, I'm not. Honestly, I'm so against it. My favorite part of the pandemic, weird to say that, was <laughs> that one point where we got like during the bubble playoffs where we got games yeah. starting at like 11 that just ran till the evening. That, the that, best. that was cool. Yeah. That was under extreme circumstances. Mm-hmm. What would have been unbelievable, if I have to be frank with you all, frankly mm-hmm. speaking, what if they did this yesterday? Canadian Thanksgiving Monday, you have hockey begins. That would be a great, a great way, way to kick off the season. Way better. Do but a it, full slate on Monday. But yeah. instead, you're doing it the day after when everybody has gone back to work. Like, I get it. Like, this is all... No Canadian teams play tonight. Low-key, dumb as hell, as the kids would say. As the kids would say, low-key, dumb as all heck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Mulek in the chat. Sorry, when should we get to Greta? I missed that. The pregame show is starting live at Greta at 7 I'm thinking there's going to be a way for, I really want there to be a way for us to like get on the speakers in Greta and have it like go out to everybody. Um, That'd be really, really cool. But the big party, it just starts kind of whenever you want to pull up puck drops at eight, there's going to be a chance to win one of our 15 sets of tickets to the big outdoor event happening at the end of the month. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be really, really good. Um, So giddy up before we move along in the show, because we do have some looking ahead to do. Let's take a look back with our weekend report. It's brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Cornerstoneins.ca is where you can find more info on how they could save you some money because you are a nation citizen. Weekend recap. How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was um, was a good one. I was actually at the rink all weekend to the Rec Center for a showcase, You're which is really good. I am a dog on a bone. Always great. Uh, a great meal yesterday. Ham. We went with the ham. No turkey. No turkey. Mm. Turkey's a Christmas thing for us, I think. We like the ham on Thanksgiving. But I am I'm a, I, I know I've lived in Canada now for a while, but I'm still very new to these Thanksgiving traditions. So, yep. 13 always, years is not enough to adapt. Not to enough. <laughs> not enough. <It's> only, <laughs> I was like, I feel like you've been here long enough. Yeah, probably could uh, adapt a little bit, but it was all good. It was all good. Good win for my Lions over the weekend. Destroyed those Carolina Panthers. Are we talking Super Bowl with your Detroit Lions? Are the Detroit Lions, the second best team and the third best team in the NFC. San Francisco, the third best, Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Dallas seems to think they're up there, but they got absolutely spanked on Sunday night football. Dak Jones kind of sucks. Dak who? Dak Jones. I like that. Dak Jones. <laughs> I, I like you, that. You, uh, you snuck that one, one in there. Uh, like but Prescott's one. brutal. Prescott is brutal. And he has no excuse 
compared to like Emmanuel Jones, for example, who literally gets the ball and he's getting sacked. Yeah. Dak Prescott has a legit offensive line in front of him and he is stinks. Or the Niners or just that good, possibly. Uh, I think it's a bit of both. I they think beat him worse than they beat the Cardinals. Yeah, sure. Hey, and hey, sleep on the car- oh, Dallas didn't beat the car. Gavin's at the window, <laughs> pissed off. Yeah, about no, the Gavin's Cowboys. pissed off. Um, <laughs> they stink. My Buffalo Bills did lose, to be fair, as well in the London game. Um, that was awful. They looked a little too sleepy. Maybe they, they should have went over a little earlier. I also, do you know what? Another thing that's kind of crazy in this little NFL loop is Jacksonville doesn't have a bye this week, but they've been in London for two weeks. As someone who was in London for three weeks. I'm going to let you know you're probably going to need a week to recover. From they don't have a bike. No, they up? don't have or a bike. They have to week. go. They have to go to like LA. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> it's like, I think they're at home. I, think they're at home. I would hope so. It's not too bad. Like, it's not as extreme. It's an extra two hours or it's, compared to like what you had to do. It's, I think it's a six hour time difference. Yeah. Because it's eight from here. Quite a lot. Yeah, it is. Dude, I'll tell you though, the Buffalo Bills, they took over at London. Yeah, Bills they Mafia. Took it was, over. They were out there. Um, so that was good. Everyone freaked out about Stefan Diggs throwing a tablet. People were like, Josh Allen's sick of him. Shut up. Shut up. People are so dumb. <laughs> like he's mad. He's mad because they're losing. I would certainly hope that a professional athlete would be mad that they're losing. He also caught like 12 passes in that game. So yeah. I'm pretty sure him and Josh Allen are fine. Uh, MLB postseason boardsy, your Atlanta Braves had quite the finish to that ball game. Um, everyone was crying. Oh, the playoff format's unfair. And then the Braves scored four unanswered runs, and everyone was like, "No, nah, playoff format's yeah, fine." Actually, sick. Yeah. Um, as an Atlanta Braves fan, the resident Braves guys here at yeah. Oilers Nation, mm-hmm. I I'm- said to you pre-show, I almost passed out. I was so into this game, and I thought it was over. And then the most electric finish ever, which I did prepare and brought right here. Forty, thirty-five, or forty percent chance of him catching this ball off the bat. Tying runs at first. So Bryce Harper's like, I'm scoring, baby. I'm tying this game. Psych. Oh, wow. Was that? Um, and then he's got to turn around. He, you never pass second is what even the coach said. And he did it. He knew it. And then he slipped trying to go back. Yeah. And boy, did that not work out. Shout out Austin Riley there, the third baseman who made Hustling a miraculous over. play. There's like a back camera angle that shows how quickly he recognizes. Watch this guy come in and pick this out here. Guy misses it. Boom. Oh. Riley. Boom. Oh, game yeah. over. That is a guy who is dialed into yeah. the game in that moment. That's Derek Jeter. Who the ball? Um, Michael Harris. Michael Harris. Michael Harris. He is legit. Best number nine hitter in baseball for most of the season was Michael Harris. Um, and also, did the Diamondbacks win again yesterday? Yep. Yeah, 4-2. So the Diamondbacks are on the brink of going to the NLCS. Is that crazy? Who had that on their bingo card? Because I didn't have that. Zach Gallen was dialed in yesterday. And Texas can sweep Baltimore today at 6 o'clock. A good sports name. Do you remember a few episodes back, probably a few weeks ago now, when I said that Texas should just get all the best players and be good? Mm-hmm. Is this what's happening right now? Yeah, maybe. It might be. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So there you go. Uh, speaking of the weekend report, oh, let's yeah. finally dig into what happened with the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> all hell breaks loose on Sunday when the Edmonton Oilers announced that Raphael Lavoie, Lane Peterson, and Ben Gleason are going on waivers. It was a meltdown <laughs> on Twitter that only the diehard Oiler fans are capable of. I get it to an extent. You didn't want to see them lose Raphael Lavoie. At the same time, one, do you not think Ken Holland did his due diligence? Yes. I kind of think he would have. I don't think this was like, a, <laughs> ah, let's lose him. Who cares? Okay, that's part one. Part two I think Ken Holland deserves a little bit of credit in this situation. He has built this team 
since he took over into both analytically, traditionally, whoever you talk to in the sport, whatever their views are, however they look at the game, the Oilers are a legitimate cup contender. Legitimate Legit. cup favorite. Yes. Favorite, not a contender, a favorite this year. And people are losing their minds saying, Oilers gonna oil or whatever the hell they talk about because they waved Raphael Lavoie, a guy who's never played a game in the NHL. This is a very, very classic example, I think. And I'm guilty of it too. I, I really, really am guilty of this. And it's something I'm trying to be more cognizant of as we kind of break down the team in the league. We hold our guys to a higher value. Raphael Lavoie has never played an NHL game. He had a really good season, not a great season, but a really good season in Bakersfield. Every organization has Raph Lavoie. We saw forwards who haven't played NHL games get claimed on waivers. Raphael Lavoie didn't. Doesn't that tell us that maybe at the beginning of the preseason, I, I overvalued Lavoie? Maybe throughout the preseason when he was, again, fine, but he wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Maybe we overvalued Raph Lavoie just, just a bit. Yes. Firstly, I would just like to make one quick comment on the Twitter chaos app. And I don't think we've seen this kind of freak out since Devin Shaw signed a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. That was a, a very interesting evening on Twitter. The, all those analytics boards are out everywhere. It was very funny to watch. Secondly, like, yes, we do overvalue in our own players. And so does every other team. Yep. Like the, every other team in the NHL would have to look at their board and think Raphael Lavoie is better than 70% of our AHL roster or whatever, right? Like he would have to make our team and teams are trying to cut down, not add necessarily, right? Like, you know what you want? Like an AJ Greer was picked up yesterday by Calgary because he's an NHL player. He has played and had some success in the NHL. And Calgary probably needs someone like that in their lineup. It would help them. So stuff like that, that gets me. But Lavoie going down, it's not the end of the road, people. Like Raphael Lavoie will play NHL games this season. I Mm -hmm. guarantee it. The problem we had was, and we spoke about it, he wasn't consistent enough in his performances for the team. The night before the when they played the Calgary Flames, which was last Wednesday, we were both on here and I, Luke Gazik was on earlier in the week too. And we said, but we hadn't seen enough from, quite frankly, any of the players yeah. that were competing for that final forward spot. And Lavar had a great game on Wednesday. He didn't really follow it up too well on the Friday. You know, it was kind of like, yeah. yeah. So Lavar needs to go down, get his legs under him, get some confidence going again. I guarantee he'll play in the NHL this season. Yeah, he will. He'll he'll get games at some point. I just, and I think you can go to my Twitter and see how my mentions were for a little bit. <laughs> I think a lot of people agreed with what I was saying. Me putting out there as someone who covers the team, is paid to talk about the team and all of that. Mm. Me putting out there my opinion of, hey, I don't think we should freak out about this until it's really time to freak out about this. That's not gatekeeping. Look up what gatekeeping is. That's yeah. kind of my take on it. This is like, come on, people. I give my opinion on the team. If you disagree with it, it does not mean I am spitting in your face. It does not mean I'm telling fans they're idiots. It does not mean I'm talking down to anyone. Yeah. I give my opinion. I think anyone who watches this show knows I value the fan fans opinion because I am a fan myself. I it's wear, we I will do. wear an Oilers Jersey to the home opener on Saturday mm-hmm. to sit there and be like, Oh, you're turning into the old media. You're M Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> Gatekeeping the fan base. Like get a grip. Yeah. Like it was just, it was a little bit, it was a little ridiculous is, uh, is kind of my point. Um, from, from Fico in the chat, don't gatekeep gatekeeping. Like that's pretty much all it is. And then there, there is also that portion of the Oilers fan base who has never been wrong about anything. No, right. No, so, no, no. Hey, let, let's walk be. through this chronologically. The Oilers put Lavoie on waivers. 
Ken Holland is an idiot for putting him on waivers. They're going to yeah. lose the second round pick from a few years ago. They spend time developing him. What a terrible, costly, unforced error. Ken Holland puts Lavoie successfully through waivers. Yes. And is cap compliant to start the year. Ken Holland got lucky. Anyone who can't see that he's lucky is an idiot. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so you're never going to admit you're wrong. If Ralph Lavoie would have gotten cleared, I would have came out here and been like, unforced error from the Oilers. They should have found a way. They made a bad miscalculated read here that that's not what good organizations do but the move worked so what Crazy. are we doing sitting here going well ken allen doesn't get oh ken allen doesn't get credit for that ken allen doesn't get credit for that he mismanaged the cap and he's lucky he's only lucky that's that's the whole point like what are we doing what are we doing that that side of the fan base will never ever 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 applaud a move Ken Holland makes. And he's turned this team into now back-to-back years of Stanley Cup favorite. And those people won't give him credit for that. They'll say, well, damn, that's what you should be doing with Connor McDavid. They won't (laughs) applaud Zach Hyman. They ripped giving Zach Hyman a seventh year without ever acknowledging that if you don't give Zach Hyman a seventh year, you don't get Zach Hyman. They ripped committing eight years to Ryan Nugent Hopkins without ever acknowledging that you got a guy for $5.1 million long-term and also without recognizing the value of a player willing to commit to your city. They just, there's a portion of the fan base that is always, always mad, always mad. And I get it. They're diehards. They have every right to always be mad if that's the way they choose to act, to to do it. But uh, it's just annoying when you sit there and take the brunt of it, get caught. Like if you say anything positive about Ken Holland and you're in the member of the Oilers media, your mentions are filled with like bootlicker, bootlicker, bootlicker. And it's like, holy shit. It's just hockey. First off. Second off, you can applaud moves when they work. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm a I'm pro Ken Holland here. I think he's been very positive for this franchise. Let's not forget where we were like six years ago. One last thing on Lavoie before we, we move along here. Your bottom six players need to be able to fill a role outside of playing five and five. Raphael Lavoie cannot mm. penalty kill. Nope. And he's not going to touch the power play this season unless they're like 20 and, nothing. And Jay Woodcroft will not trust him in the final no. minutes of games. And also, then, to put that aside, look at the rest of the bottom six. Derek Ryan can penalty kill. Yeah, Mark will penalty kill. Fogel could penalty kill, and he plays a little bit of second-unit power play. McLeod mm-hmm. penalty kills. Dylan Holloway will probably see some penalty kill this year. So that's yeah. five. And if Adam Ernie, whatever's going to happen with him, he's still on the PTO just practicing with the team right now. He was killing a lot of penalties as well in preseason. He's a veteran player who's done it in the league before. So there you go. You have six penalty killers on top of basically everybody in the top six as well, besides Vander Kane. Yeah. Pretty much the other statue of 11 forward to Also, they need to play Connor McDavid more and Leandre I said on more at five on five. The more mm-hmm. penalty killers you have who are competent. I'm not even saying Matias Janmark is a great penalty killer, but he's a competent yep. penalty killer. Mm-hmm. The more penalty killers you have, that's less minutes. You're wasting McDavid and dry settle for on the penalty kill when you don't really need to have them out there. I, th- I think Yamark plays a, a different kind of penalty killing role. Like you have a Derek Ryan, he's going to rather he's going to be extremely defensive, responsible on the penalty kill. Where you have a Yamark, he might be able to get a bro- breakaway mm-hmm. and score a goal. Depends where you are in the game in the moment, you mm-hmm. know? I, okay, I'm going to wrap up my little rant on whatever the hell happened over the waiver <laughs> Twitter stuff with this from Tyler Mulek. My favorite thing is when people forget the Oilers Nation boys are legit. Fans, they ain't getting their pockets lined from the OEG. They literally will not let me in the building. They <laughs> no. will not give press passes to anyone if you have nation in the site you work for. Flames Nation, nada. Oilers Nation, nada. Gregor gets in because he's 1440, was 1260 before. But like if I, it it doesn't, they don't like us. I don't need to get into that, but I'm just saying it's hilarious when I get called, oh yeah, just doing Ken Holland's dirty work. 
I will never be in a scrum with Ken Holland. So I don't know that. Seen the you checks know? and I've seen you sign some. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, taking that hush money from old Daryl. Tyler's man. taking the job after. Anyways, we got way too deep down the rabbit hole there. I did not want to do that. That's your weekend recap for our friends at Cornerstone Insurance. We have a new friend joining us on the show today, Liam. Did you hear about this? I'm familiar with what we've got going on on the show. You're familiar with his work? I'm familiar. Yes, very familiar. <laughs> He's very joining familiar. us on the Star Mechanical <laughs> guest line, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. You can find him at starmechanical.ca. We welcome former NHLer Carter Hutton to the show. Carter, how's it going, man? Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Good, good. Excited to be here. Uh, pumped to talk and uh, get a little insight here. Uh, listen to you guys just a little bit rant there. I was getting a little heated. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we have a tendency to get a little bit fired up on the show, but uh, that's the beauty of it, I suppose. Um, before we get rolling, you are newish into your media career, fresh off the NHL career. I went and did some digging, did some prep like a good host does. Good. Uh, five career appearances for you against the Edmonton Oilers. Do you have a good memory of any of those games, a moment that stands out? I have a few of them that stands out. I remember getting absolutely whacked in the new rink McDavid scoring on me. So that was nice. And, uh, and a few good ones, I think early when they, when they struggled, I remember early in my career with Nashville, they weren't as good. And then just to see the transformation, I think is the biggest thing post career, you know, where they started um, to where they are now, just an absolute powerhouse. So it's, it's obviously exciting to see where they're at. And uh, I do one that sticks, sticks out for me. I remember we lost in overtime. Uh, Nuge got a winner in me and on me on St. Louis. And I remember Matt Hendricks playing on the team. And I remember it was 60 minutes of Matt Hendricks yelling at me the whole game. He didn't stop. And we lost, I think it was two, one. I played very well, but just one of those ones. I was good friends with him, but uh, he never shut up for 60 minutes. And man, do I hate that. Uh, as an NHL goaltender, which one was more frightening? McDavid full speed down the wing or like you're facing the caps and you see Ovi in his spot? Which one of those two is worse? Oh, I, I think McDavid all day. You know, Ovi obviously scored a ton on me. I think he had nine in his career on me. I, some One of my buddies actually sent me a clip. It was... Uh, they had a breakdown of every goal that Ovi has scored and who he scored on. And I got nine, I think eight or nine on that list. So something to be proud of, but for me, it was, uh, you know, the way I played and and how the game, game goes so fast. And I used to always, 
I joke around with some of the goalies I've helped now is like a neutral zone approach, right? So as the game's coming at you, you're getting ready from the red line in. And playing against players like McDavid, I honestly used to joke like the far goal line in, you need to be ready. Because at any point he gets that puck and he's on top of you. And he's so dynamic and so exciting. And it's, it's amazing what he can do out there. Let's talk a little uh, Oilers goaltending mm-hmm. here with the season getting going tomorrow. A lot of debate about who should start opening night for the Oilers, Campbell or Skinner. And a big reason why that's even a debate is because Jack Campbell played really well during the preseason. I don't know if you've caught any of Jack Campbell here, but you obviously know a little bit about him as a goalie. Do you think there's a chance we get a Campbell bounce back this season? I think so. Um, you know, he's a guy similar to myself, obviously you've had a lot of success and, you know, he was in that backup role and then he got into Toronto and he got more games and he played. And so the way I view it is like, it's almost like a contract hangover. You get the big deal, you know, his whole life he's been fighting to try to be the guy, get, get the money, get the contract. Now you get a deal. You've been under the microscope in Toronto. And I think it's almost like a little bit of decompression. He comes to Edmonton. He has the money. He has the contract. He has a bad year. But he didn't get there not being a guy that's going to compete and get better and work at it. Um, so I definitely see him having a bounce back year. And I think last year you see the playoffs. So like Stewart was unbelievable all year. Skins played really, really well. But I think you get to a point in the playoffs where he was playing so many meaningful games down the stretch because Jack at that point was almost so unreliable. He was a bit of a, you almost couldn't play him because the way he was struggling. So I think Stewart's seen a lot more games that he would have seen, where now I think you get Jack back in the rhythm, back playing, back managing this new contract, this new pressure, this new life. And I think you're going to have a pretty dynamic duo because I can't see Skinner not being even better this year. Did you want to talk about duos around the league? Oh yeah. I didn't realize you pointed at me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was, I was kind of giving you, I was giving you the signal. <laughs> uh, every Monday we have this mailbag questions from our fans and we got one and it was, who is the best goaltending tandem in the Western conference? I said the Winnipeg Jets. You I, went wild card. Well, I went a little wild card and I was just, maybe it's recency bias as well. I said Vegas just because like a year ago now, we were talking about Logan Thompson being the guy. Yeah. Now they have Thompson and Hill and it's like, okay, you got two pretty established options in that crease. I took duo as in the strength of both parts. You took it more as a good starter, I guess. Well, hello. Yeah. Well, I guess. Hello, what do you think, Carter? Carter? Anyways, what are your thoughts, Carter? Yeah, I, I definitely like, I think Brissot in that role is very good. And now maybe you can monitor how much you're going to play Hellebuck too. You manage those games because you look again now, now you look at the, you know, Aiden Hill, is he going to have a hangover? Is it going to be that contract Stanley Cup? You know, what we talked about with Jack getting the big deal. I, I don't mind the Vegas because they're still going to be deep. They're still going to have the team, but uh, I really like that combo. I've always been a big fan of Hellebuck. Um, I think selfishly because... The way I played, I always had to exert so much effort into my game. You know, I, I'd play a game and I'd lose seven, eight pounds. So when I went, when I got on in my career and I started playing 55 games in Buffalo and wherever games I put more, you know, three, four games a week, I was like, it was very hard for me to sustain. So then when I watch these bigger goalies that are managed the crease a lot better than I did, I think there's just more sustainability in those guys' games, right? As longevity starts to set into your career, like, you know, I played till I was 36 and Pretty much from 32 on, it was an absolute battle, whether I, what I ate, what I drank, how I performed. That's why I always respect the goalies like Marc-Andre Fleury and these guys that are battlers. So when I look to a guy like Jack coming into Edmonton, and I think you're going to have a good duo this year, but I think having Stewart as that 1A, 1B is going to help him manage the way he plays because he's similar to me. He has to put a lot of effort into the way he plays. He's not 6'4". He's not 230 pounds filling a ton of net. So I think that's something that will you know, have an impact. And, but I, I definitely do like that Winnipeg combo because Brassad is 
coming into his own as long as he can stay healthy, right? He's known for getting banged up a lot. Expanding this conversation, I guess, to the rest of the league, I'd love for you to give us a little little sneaky Vesna pick. Anyone could come on here and be like, oh, Sorokin, Shesterkin, but give me a little deep cut here. Who do you like to win the Vesna? That's maybe yeah, off the lead. I think at this point in his career, he's ready to take the step. And I don't know how sneaky it is, but I think Jake Ottinger is the guy. Um, I just love the way that his game has evolved and um, the way he manages the crease too. And again, I think you have another good combo there with having Scott Wedgwood, who has really flourished into a very solid NHL goal. He got to spend some time with Wedgie and, uh, in Buffalo and then in Arizona. And he is a guy that just keeps working hard and chipping away. And so now maybe you take a little bit of that load off Ottinger. Um, and now he's playing those big games. He's getting the right rest. And I, I think he's definitely got a chance to win the Vesna. 13 to one, uh, according to our friends I at like Betway. Too. He uh, ranks behind Hellebuck, Chesterkin, Sorokin, mm. and UC Soros. Uh, should we get into our predictions or is there no, there's one more goalie thing I want to talk about. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I was planning. Looking at the LA Kings in the division, I think you could honestly kind of go through every team in the Pacific. Like Vegas, I think, should feel confident. Edmonton should feel confident between the pipes. Calgary has options there, even if Markstrom falters. Vancouver's got Demko. If he's healthy, he's good. I look at the gamble LA's taking. Cam Talbot is an older goalie now. Mm. Phoenix Copley hasn't played a hundred games. I hear people talking about the Kings as Stanley Cup contenders, and I don't know if their goaltending can get them that far. Am I wrong to think that way? Do you like that Kings duo more than I do, maybe? I, no, I don't. I, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I, I, I love to disagree sometimes, but I can't on this. I just think Cam Talbot is, he's a little long in the tooth, right? And he's, he's very good, but like you know what you're getting from him. It's not really like he's going to turn into something he's not right where I think of these other teams that are in a good position, like LA with a strong team where, you know, you, you talk about Edmonton, I think like the sky's the limit for Stuart Skinner this year, right? Like, I feel like he's still growing. He's still getting better. Where like with cam, it's more sustainability. Like, where is he at? Is he even going to sustain the way he has performed over the last few years? And, and Phoenix Copley at best is a, a solid backup. He's, he's done very well to improve and stay in the league, but with that lineup and that roster, I, I don't feel confident headed into the season, especially when you start talking about a playoff push, what goalie starting fear you fear in that man. I don't think there's either, especially with the lineup, the Oilers have facing them. Yeah. Like at least last year, they went and got Corpus Allo at the deadline and now maybe they go get another deadline ad, but with Corpus Allo is like, okay, we've seen enough points in his career where he is lights out for two weeks that like, Heading into a playoff series, you're a little bit like, oh, shit, this guy could very easily shut us down. Yeah. I, I just don't have that same fear, uh, same fear with the L.A. Kings. Um, maybe a bold prediction. I think they might be a wild card team this year. I think they might get jumped by someone in the division outside of Edmonton, Vegas. Maybe one of Calgary or Vancouver jumps them. Yeah, I think there's potential there, too. Uh, like you talked about, like Corpus Allo is a guy that gets streaky and and literally, that's the biggest problem with goaltending, I think, is you have these contracts, you have these commitments, but it's all about who gets hot at the right time, right? Like, I, I feel like that is one of the things that you, you talk about guys that have had careers and, and streaky careers and getting hot at the right time. And, you know, there's a handful of guys that are just the best in the world, right? Like you talked about all the guys that are the best and favorites. But other than that, it could be a coin flip, right? And it can't be me anymore because I shut it down. But. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even look at Aiden Hill, like he only got that opportunity in the playoffs because Laurent Brassois went down and then he turns it into 10 million guaranteed over the next two years. Yeah. If Brassois doesn't get hurt, Aiden Hill's what looking for a one million, two million dollar deal in the offseason? Yeah, you never know, right? That's that's the thing is like always preparation, right? I feel like 
as I've helped like with some goalie development stuff and helping with teams and goalies is you never know when your chance is going to be right. Cause the difference between like a mid grade NHL goalie and the guy that's playing in the American league is not a lot. And there is that guy you can just get hot or right opportunity, right time. I even looking back on my career now, being a career NHL guy at some points, I was, didn't even know if I'd make the American league. Right. So it's, it's just such a fine line other than the guys that are like the, the pure stars. Right. But those are so rare, like the carry prices and Mark Andre Fleury for majority of us goalies, it's right place, right time, play well and, and, and jump on the opportunity. Yeah. I, I always think whenever I look at a guy like Aiden Hill getting that ticket and everyone being like, Oh, he's going to be good. I always think about Scott Darling, like that guy got sure. his little run was red hot. And then it was just like, Oh man, like he never found that form again. And for whatever reason, bad breaks, wrong yeah, spot, yeah. wrong opportunity, but it can, uh, it can certainly happen. Um, Let's get to our predictions. I'm excited for this. Carter, we gave you a little bit of homework. We told you to come ready to go with some bold predictions. It is our big, bold, hot and sexy predictions for the 2023-24 season. We'll go around the horn. You have three too, right? We each have three? I, I have three. Okay. So we're ready to go. Carter, we'll let you go first. Give us your first one. Okay. My first one right now is the Skinner. Uh, Skinner takes over, I think, halfway through the year. But Jack Campbell is the guy this year, I think, halfway. And I think Skinner's sky is the limit this year. I know I... I've read and paid attention to a lot of stuff about his preseason, but I think Skinner's going to be the guy when it comes down the stretch, and he's going to be the difference maker that pushes his team over the top. So a step forward from Stuart Skinner, which would be something considering he was an all-star last year. Yeah. So maybe we're talking about him taking a step up a little bit from that level, maybe being a legit bonafide number we'll one. It. We'll take it. My your, number one. Yeah, your first take. The Vegas Golden Knights will finish third in the Pacific Division. Ooh, whoa. Yeah. Okay. I know a lot of people think they're going to win the division. Again, I just not hundred percent sold on the. So, goal do you have LA as two, or do you have someone else's two? I have someone else's two. Who's your two? Calgary. Explain. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you weren't ready for that. Eh? <laughs> I just think LA's goaltending is such a wild card. I know yeah. they got a lot of good forwards and all that, and Vegas is kind of in the same boat too. Where it's like, what is the goaltending going to be? I think Calgary, even if Markstrom isn't as great as he can be, Vladar is pretty good. I'm kind of going off the vibes there on Calgary. Well, honestly, like that I'm with, riding the wave with the flames. Like they only missed the playoffs by two points. last yeah. year. I feel like the, the feel around them was that they just had this terrible, disastrous season, but things went very, very bad mm. and they still almost made the playoffs. Yeah. The vibe improvement of having Ryan Huska there over Sutter, the goaltending could be better next year. They got some young energy. In Huberto the is going to be w- probably better. Huberto had like 55 points last <laughs> yeah. year. He should get more than 55 points this year. Uh, where do you come out on the Flames, Carter? No, I, I like the Flames, especially with that coaching change, right? The, the culture's changed in hockey. Nobody wants to be like beat down and, and whipped like Suter does it, um, especially these younger guys, right? I feel like when I came in my older age, it was like more tough love, right? It, it's changed a lot. I like Marks from bouncing back. I think they're going to be good. Um, I, I, I don't know if they're going to be better than Vegas, but I, I agree with you with the goaltending issues, right? There's that Stanley cup hangover and they got a lot of money committed and, and who knows if Logan Thompson can be as good as he was before too. Cause he's a guy from like a sight test from another NHL goalie. He doesn't give me that big appearance, like intimidating in the net, right? There's guys that still get it done at smaller sizes and uh, he's definitely not one of them. All right. Number two, Carter, what's your second uh, big, bold prediction? I want to say, I think, I think Bouchard is going to go over 80 points this year. I think he's going to be a point per game guy. I just think he has just improved so much. And he is just, even when I watched him, just the way he can play when his first few years in the league. And he's a guy with that lineup. And uh, I, I honestly think he's going to take a big step forward, putting up a lot of points. And uh, for me, their back ends, you know, going to be a difference maker, especially with Ekholm all year. And, uh, and I think that's just going to really protect him a lot. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you on Bouchard. Like last week we were talking on the show, where do you set the outer marker? And I think we were both in the high 70s. But when you look at some defensemen last year and the just sheer volume of points they put up, like Quinn Hughes got 76 last year. Damn good young defenseman. I'm not saying Evan Bouchard's his level, but the thing with Bouchard is that he's always going to have those power play minutes now. No more Tyson Berry there to block him on that top unit. The leader in power play points last year in the NHL for D-men was Quinn Hughes and Miro Haskinen at 34. I think Bouchard might hit 40 power play points alone this year. I agree. Playing with those guys, it's he's so steady back there. He slings the puck so well. He's he's a good puck mover, moves his feet. And then obviously with the other threats they have, right? Like he's getting pucks into those playmakers' hands. Pucks are going to end up in the net. And I think it's going to be amazing what he can do this year. Yeah. Liam, you're number two. My number two. I got a feeling this one's going to back and bite me in the ass if I have to be honest. But hey, there's uh, big, bold, hot, sexy predictions. Mm-hmm. Connor Bedard will not win the Rookie of the Year. That is my prediction. I know it's a little crazy, yeah. but not many first overall picks win it. And also, I think this rookie class is very, very good. Like Luke Hughes is legit. Adam Fantilli is legit. Devin Logan Levi. Cooley's Logan Cooley's very good. Devin like, Levi, goalie. Devin, yeah. Devin Levi is going to be difficult for him to win it. Buffalo, I think, would have to make the playoffs for yeah. him to win it. But everyone just seems to think Bedard's going to run away with it, and I'm not fully convinced. He's going to be unbelievable. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't. I don't know if I've got him locked in yet. The reason why, like on the surface, I think a lot of books are giving Bedard even money, like plus 100. It's basically Bedard versus the field yep. for the Calder. The reason I'm not putting any of my own money on it is because at that point, you're betting on health. And I think having a rookie like that who's going to be so involved in every play, but also so targeted by the other team, I think he might honestly have a tough time playing 82 games this year. I agree. It's, it's it, like he seems so prepared every time he talks and like he's so focused on the game, but like, is that going to have a negative effect too? Like he's not playing junior hockey anymore. This is the NHL. And one thing I learned over my career, and granted, I never had the pressure that this guy's going to deal with. I had pressures, but in a different sort, is how does he compartmentalize that of an 82-game season? Like the pressure of managing that and every rink he goes into is going to be sold out because they're coming to watch him perform. And when he when he does struggle, when he does play bad, or if he does get nicked up, just the wear and tear and... I get it. It's hard to deny them as a favorite, though. He is so like some of the stuff he does out there is insane. And and he has some supporting cast around him, right? That can play offensively and, and get in. Not that the Hawks are going to be very good, but you know, Taylor Hall has a lot of experience and he's going to help him out. And but the sustainability for me is a big factor. And, and it is a lot of wear and tear compared to a, you know a junior schedule. I think that's another thing, too, is you look at a guy like I'm just gonna throw Luke Hughes, for example. Mm. He's on a legit team. They're probably going to want him to be healthy because they're going to be competing all season. Where Bedard, if he just gets a little bit of injured, right, they're going to be like, okay, well, just sit out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, Chicago has no We're motivation to yeah. Yeah. likely have little motivation to be good. Yeah. Um, all right. I realized I didn't give my first or second one. No, you did not. No, just totally. Okay, my first one is we get four Canadian teams in the playoffs this year. Last year, we only had three. I'm going to say it goes up to four. Is that bold enough? I don't know if it is. Uh, sure. Edmonton, Toronto. That's warm. Warm. Edmonton, <laughs> Toronto. I think Winnipeg gets back in and Calgary gets in. Okay. I could almost say five, but I'm, I'm sticking with four. Okay. I, I just don't think Ottawa is quite there yet, but four Canadian teams make the playoffs. Agree or disagree, Carter? I agree. This is kind of leading into my hot, my last hot take you stole right from me. I was saying I'm going to go even more on a limb, and I think we have a Canadian team in the final. And <laughs> I, I think it's due... Just it sets up well for Edmonton or Toronto. I I like Edmonton in the final this year, just with the fact of 
the goaltending. I think that this year they're going to be ready. Honestly, I, I blame last year on a big contract for a guy who's never had a big contract in the hangover I talked about. But I think whoever's your guy, I like Skinner down the stretch, but I think Jack's going to help protect him this year. And it's going to be a much better result because he's going to have legs underneath him. And the wear and tear of the season, he's ready to rock, in my opinion. Wise Kyle is in and says he has six Canadian teams in the playoffs. Everyone but Montreal. I mean, it, can you buy shares in Sportsnet? And <laughs> if six Canadian teams are getting in, share prices are going through the roof yeah. uh, for Sportsnet. Um, my second one that I had was the Coyotes are in a playoff spot at the deadline. I don't know if they'll be good enough to get in, but I like yeah. Carol Vamelka. I like that they went out and got two legitimate NHL blue liners, which they didn't have last year. I think that division could very easily be garbage. <laughs> yes. And I kind of don't hate their forward group now that they have Logan Cooley and he could be like a 60 point guy in that top six. Like Clayton Keller finally has help. I think the Yotes might be a nice little sleeper this season. Yeah, I don't mind that. And again, I I didn't come on to talk nothing but goaltending a bit, right? Like Veggie is so good. I played with him my last year and he was ready, right? He's one of those guys, you see the maturity, you see him ready to make the jump and, he, and he's been so good and I like what Bill Armstrong's done down there. It's been a slow growth, obviously, I think frustrating for a lot of fan base, but they're ready. And that Logan Cooley, you know, if there's a guy that possibly wins a Calder, you know, he's definitely putting up an argument so far. He's making it look way too easy out there. Yeah. What's your third? My final one, my boldest of them all. Biggest, boldest, Biggest, boldest, sexiest, sexiest, and hottest. And hottest of them all. (laughs) The Pittsburgh Penguins win the Metro division. Win the whole division. Win the division. Win the division. I just got a, I got that feeling about them. Again, these are big, bold, and sexy, and I don't have a lot of reasoning behind it. But <laughs> I just, I got that feeling that he's going to drag his team as far as he can take him. Tristan Jari's health is going to be a big part of this. I just think Eric Carlson's a really good addition for them too. I get New Jersey's legit, and Carolina made very good upgrades this season. But I could see New Jersey dropping just a little bit. And Carolina and Pittsburgh being the two competing. Here's where I'll maybe agree with you a little bit. Like the Eastern Conference had four teams get to 110 points last year. Mm. The Western Conference only had one. I think the Eastern Conference is going to be a lot tighter across the board. Like last year and two for two years now, it's been like January and it's been like, okay, seven of the eight playoff teams are locked in. Like, what are we really doing here down the stretch? I think that changes. So while I don't think Pittsburgh can get to 113 points to win mm-hmm. their division, I think a division winner might only need 106 or 107 this year because everything's just going to be compressed. Yeah, it's going to be a tight division for sure. I, I don't. I, I like what Pittsburgh's doing. I like what Dubas has gone in there and done. Um, my only fear, I think, as a goalie looking at Jari is now adding Carlson does not help your back end other than putting up points. And with him and Latang, it's a little bit of the Wild West. You know, is he going to defend in his zone? Is he going to be blocking shots? Is he going to be playing on that side of the puck where? I think Tristan Jari has a possibility to keep growing and, and he is very, very good, but he's a, a really good puck reader. But with those two wild cards out there, they're worried about scoring, not keeping pucks out of their net. So it'll be interesting, especially when you're playing a team like Carolina in your division, who is so oppositely focused. They have everybody bought in. They have everybody grinding. And then you have a goalie with Ranta and Freddie Anderson, who you keep it pretty, they're pretty solid and they, they don't give up a heck of a lot. My last one, my number three. Last year, we had two 60-goal scorers in the NHL. I'm going to say that number doubles this year. We get four 60-goal guys in the NHL. The goalies might not like it, but I got McDavid. Okay. I got Matthews. I got Rantanen hitting it. 
because I think him and McKinnon, full health of that Avs team. 60. 60. He had 55 last year. Yeah. And I'm going to say Jack Hughes does it as well. I think this is going to be last year was like the, the mini breakout from Jack Hughes, where it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. this guy's might be on the cusp of being a superstar. <laughs> I think he's full-blown superstar this year. 60 goals for Jack Hughes as well. 460 goal scores. Goalies won't like it, Carter, but goals are up. It's the way the game's gone, too. I like Jack Hughes' pick. I actually was helping a buddy with a fantasy team, and I think he's, especially after that playoffs, too, right? He started to feel himself, and he's going, and, he, and he's getting that confidence, and he's just, it's like he's in a, he's playing a video game out there, the way that kid plays, and it's impressive to watch this new age player. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is legit. This segment was legit, Carter. We appreciate you hopping on, man. I know we kept you a little bit longer than we said we would, but this was a lot of fun. We'll do it again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. There you go. Former NHLer Carter Hutton for our friends at Star Mechanical, Edmonton's Mm -hmm. number one plumbing and heating company. Uh, You can find out more by visiting visiting them online, starmechanical.ca. It was nice having them on too and doing the whole like, ah, you played against the Oilers. Tell us how cool it is to play against McDavid. Yeah, it it was good. It was, uh, it's always good to have guys guys on the show who have have been in the Who've been there and they've done it. they've done it. Hutton's just a beauty in general. Had a great career. He did. His story is... So he played junior hockey in the SIJHL. Mm-hmm. Got a full ride scholarship, I believe, to UMass Lowell and then made his way to the NHL. I'm telling you right now, if you look at the alumni list for that league, it might just be Carter Hutton. But it is very difficult to get out of that league and he he made a career out of it. Also, Thunder Bay guy. That's where he was doing yeah. the show from. Yeah. And we had Gord in the YouTube chat who's watching the show from Thunder Bay. Oh. I should have brought that up when Carter was on. Should have. Would have probably been smart. as Carter said to me earlier over text, Thunder Bay, Ontario, aka God's country. So there you have it, folks. <laughs> All right. Sure. <laughs> Don't know what that means, but I like it. Like Shelton song. S I J H L. Yeah, that's a league, hey? It is a league. Yeah, a superior interior junior hockey league or something like that. Yeah, that's an acronym. That is hell of a name. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's keep moving along with the show, checking in on the Century Mile YouTube chat. Twisted McDavid hits a hundred assists tonight. If you want, tonight? no, this year <laughs> oh. tonight, just tonight. whoa, just chilling. Bet chilling the uh, but we're going to be doing our Oilers themed predictions on a new episode of Oilers Nation Radio that drops a little bit later on today. Yeah, I just gave you a little teaser to my playoff fix. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Nuge Lover is in. Carter was fun. Ten out of ten. Bring him back. I think we will. Um, yep. I think he'll be a recurring guest. We I think asked, he's going to be. We haven't asked him, but couple, I'm open. A couple people, Dry and Nuge Lover, asked about uh, me not having Tage Thompson as one of my 60-goal guys. He got 47 last year. That's great. He had a five-goal game in there. He probably isn't scoring. I think he had a stretch where he had like eight goals in, two, in three games. Yeah. That stretch upped his numbers pretty significantly. I think he's a 40-goal guy. I don't think Tage Thompson's a 50-goal guy this year. No, I, he's super close, though, isn't he? He's going to be knocking on the door for that. That Buffalo team, I, I love him. I think they have so much talent, yeah. and it's they're almost they're almost how you exactly how you envision your team coming out of a rebuilding period, right? Yeah, you've got a legit starting goaltender, two absolute studs on the blue line, and some great forwards, and like Dylan Cousins, uh, Tage Thompson. Payne Krebs, I don't mind him too. Drop the gloves for Sidney Crosby. His dad tweeted out is because uh, Payne, Play the clip. Payne Krebs is from um, Oak Tokes. And his dad tweeted out is like first career fight against the player he idolized growing up and watching every Saturday night. It's like, it must be such a crazy moment. What's sometimes. going through his head right <laughs> like, now? Oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> the shit. visual of them on the bench afterwards, both smiling. It's fantastic. It, it is funny. Like, 
I couldn't imagine being one of those players and just like, you know, like growing up and then you're watching like Sidney Crosby plays in Thai Korea and then next thing you know, he's punching lights into your face. Like it'd be an absolute in the preseason. I know, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> but Sid the Kid, that's why we, I think that's why he's Canada's boy. You got to love him. Did you see the video actually of Crosby um, going to season ticket holder's house? Yep. I think a lot yeah. of the Penguins did it, but I think that's such a cool thing when teams do that and like pay pay it forward to their fan base. I was actually listening to Spit and Chicklets this morning and they were talking about the Pittsburgh angle of that their team in the bottom six doesn't really have many, you know, tough guys, some sandpaper that's going to step up and, you know, Same. defend your honor and do some stuff out there. And that's maybe the guy to do that this year will be a Sidney Crosby. Yeah. I Hopefully not too much, but. The Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh are going to be a very intriguing team. That's why I made him my boldest prediction of being first in the Sexiest division. Team. You seem to like them. They're just, they're going to be much better, I think, than people are expecting. I don't think Kyle Dubas has been brought in there to sound his hands, and evidently that is, has not happened going out again in Eric Carlson. I think they're going to be active throughout the season of trying to make sure Sidney Crosby, Malkin, and Latang have the best opportunity possible to, to go win a Stanley Cup. And you know what? Like, I don't think Kyle Dubas is the best GM in the league by any means, mm-hmm. but he did a hell of a job in Toronto to try and do everything he could to give him a Stanley Cup contender. And I think he's going to do exactly the same in Pittsburgh. Don't trust him to negotiate a contract, but he's made some good saves or good trades. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, Tampa Bay this morning, putting on, putting on waivers, Alexander Bear Boulet. Boulet? Bader Boulet? Who? I don't know. I don't really know how to say his name, but he had 84 points in uh, the AHL last year. Can I see his name? Yep. Alex Bayer-Boulet. Oh. It's very French. That is... My girlfriend will kill me for how poorly I butchered that. Um, But another piece of news, this coming down the pipe from Elliot Friedman. Connor Garland has switched agents. Oh. And Friedman says there is word Connor Garland has received permission from the Vancouver Canucks to seek a trade. Permission from wouldn't the Canucks have to do that? I think it's one of those situations where the Canucks are saying, Hey, if you can find someone who's willing to take you, like if you're the agent, go shop them, hmm, go convince another team, go talk to a GM. If they'll take you, they can have you kind of. Deal. Yeah. Um, how Connor, about sorry, you can two three more years this year and two more at $4.9 million for Connor Garland. I like Connor Garland a lot. I don't, uh, I don't like him like. for that much, especially now that we have Connor Brown. Yeah. Last season, I think we even discussed him as a possibility for the others towards the deadline or maybe going into the offseason, one of the two. Mm-hmm. I like him. I actually think it would be smart at Vancouver to maybe try and move off him a little bit yep. and see what else you can coop for him. But how about the other bomb that Freeman dropped yesterday of uh, saying that Elias Pedersen and Vancouver like just aren't simply committed to each other? Which is would be crazy. That would be insane yeah. if he's not a Canuck like 12 months from now. They gotta um, tear it down if that's the case. If oh, he doesn't resign, oh my god. Oh, yeah. It would be it would be crazy. But also the the only equivalent, obviously, is a Matthew Kachuk kind of trade, right? Like it's the only one we've seen in recent memory of like you have a legit superstar in the league. Like, who knows? But that's kind of a reason why I don't have Vancouver as a playoff team this season. I know Frank is very high on them, but yeah, I like them too, but I'm not that high on the them. season's not even started yet. And it's hard of this drama of your best player might not even want to be around. They just, they always get in their own way. Always, always. every single season. They have so much talent. Yeah. So much talent. Speaking of Canadian teams and big news, how about the absolute stunner yesterday mm. of the Winnipeg Jets? Yeah. yeah, that was nuts. Dude. I, I am still borderline speechless. I don't know how they got these done. 
I think they are big, big, expensive tickets. I like the Hellebutt gamble. I think keeping that guy locked up for that long and what we know about goalies and with the cap going up, Hellebutt is, will be fine. Will Mark Shifley keep being an $8 million player through his age 36, 37, 38, 39 year old seasons? I'm doubtful. But at the end of the day, I applaud Kevin Cheveldayoff for getting these guys back. Like you're, you, you're keeping the window open now. Yep. And Ehlers is healthy this year. And you have Kyle Connor and you have young pieces like a Cole Perfetti coming up through the system you may have just entirely avoided a rebuild by bringing these two back. Because if you lost them for nothing this summer, rebuild City. Instead, you still have your Vesna caliber goalie. He keeps you in the fight. You kind of have a bit of a green light now to keep going out and adding because it would have made no sense to add to this team during the season leading up to the deadline yeah. if they were close. Now you're sitting there going, okay, be a buyer at the deadline. Try to get into the playoffs. Kevin Dayoff, I think, gave himself an extra two, three years on the job because of this. Yeah, I think Chevaldeoff did a good job. It's kind of a amazing how long he's been there the entire time, yeah. hasn't he? Like um he's done a pretty good job. A good job. And it just shows where the NHL is at in the same breath of like stars don't actually want to move as much as we all think they will. If the Winnipeg Jets can re-sign Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley, and the Edmonton Oilers are going to have no problem bringing back Leon Dreisaitl and Conor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, correct. Uh, not even for the city that we live in, but quite frankly, that Edmonton are a Stanley Cup contender and Winnipeg are barely sniffing the playoffs. I am with you 100%, Liam. So that was the big stunner uh, yesterday. Episode of the DFO Rundown that dropped yesterday breaks it all down. Frank and I today on DFO Live broke it all down. Also, I think we have the link in the description of today's episode. Frank Saravalli's 32 bold predictions dropped. This is always one of my favorite articles of the year because it gives you a bit of an insight into kind of what Frank's thinking as we dig into the year. One of the game's best insiders. He will also be joining us tomorrow on the show, I believe. Um, but there's a couple that tie into the Oilers. I'll rattle them off to you and then you can go read about them on, uh, on dailyfaceup.com. The Kraken missed the playoffs. I dig that. Uh, McDavid, first back-to-back 60-goal seasons since Burray in 93-94. I also wow. dig that. He's got the Canucks getting over 87.5 points. He's got Jay Woodcroft winning the Jack mm-hmm. Adams. Let's go. I like that. I like that. He also has a trade deadline candidate. He thinks it's going to be number one on his trade targets board in uh, in February. Can I, I already know. Sam Reinhardt. Mm-hmm. Like he is that. the Panthers missing the playoffs. If they do... You can plant me firmly in the camp. Sam Reinhardt, 50% retained. Brandon Montour, 50% retained. A whole bunch of draft picks and prospects. And some first-round picks and CC and Fogel to make the money work. But Yeah, whatever. You want to talk about a little one-stop shop? Upgrade two parts of your lineup? Go get yourself two pending UFAs out of Florida and Montour and Reinhardt? It's very unrealistic. Not going to happen. But the dream of it. The dream of adding those two guys, making your blue line faster and better at moving the puck, adding a dude who's a playoff performer, who gives you some jam, who knows how to score goals and is a right winger. Yeah, sign, sign me up for that. Yeah, I am. I would be all over Sam Reinhardt if I was any team in the NHL looking to win the Stanley yeah. Cup, to be honest. I was not so, thinking yeah. that way at all. Mm-hmm. And now you said that. And <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's, <laughs> it's going to take a lot of... Florida is going to be so interesting. Aren't yeah. Like, I feel like it's going to, they're going to have to come to a bit of a realization if it comes to this, like they're not in a playoff spot come towards a trade deadline yeah. because they're in the back of their minds going to be like, Oh, well, we only got in by one point last year and went to the finals. 
That's the mindset they're going to have, I think. But we'll see. Frank knows more than I do. Florida yeah. missing the playoffs was one of my big, bold, oh, yeah. what sexy did you do? predictions. Oh. Yeah, here you go. Pop pop yourself on the camera. Oh, yeah. Here. Give me a moment. Yes. Hello, everybody. Yeah, so I got a couple of them. And I think for my first one, we're going to get crazier as we go along here. Okay. But my first one is that the Ottawa Senators and Buffalo Sabres make the playoffs and that the Panthers and the Islanders, the teams that miss out. I think the Islanders are just too dependent on one human being who's in between the pipes. And Florida has too many injuries. Stanley Cup final hangover. I see that all coming down. The Senators are young. They've got... I was looking at the Senators' top six last night. I know they don't have Josh Norris right now. Don't really know what the... Situation skated, is with him. Skated today. He skated today. Oh, we're back. Yeah, oh, we're, we're back, back, baby. We're Let's back. go. So then you have Pittsburgh missing as well. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. Okay. I don't, I'm too old. It's like the one last dance yeah. for the Chicago Bulls without the championship. Okay. My second big, bold, hot, sexy prediction is going to be that this one's bold is that Quinn Hughes scores 20 goals this season. Quinn We've been watching Canucks Convo. I've been watching Canucks Convo hey, way too much. You tell what other show he produces. <laughs> yeah. It's that Quinn Hughes is rocking PP1. He says that he's going to be shooting the puck way more this year. Rick Tockett is in favor of that. Now he's only ever, his career high is eight goals. So this is big, bold, hot, and sexy. But we didn't ask for lukewarm predictions. No. Yeah, that's fair. We asked, okay, and then my final one, which is big, bold, and sexy, is that we will see at least one goalie goal this season. I believe that Ooh, will happen again. We, we got Allmark last, last year, right? Last year we so got think one. The streak survives. I think it goes on again. Can I go bolder? Similar. We'll go. We got one goalie goal. That well, whatever Aaron said. We get a goalie fight. Ooh, goalie tilt. I like that. Yeah. I like we got, that. We almost got one. Mm-hmm. So that oh, damn referee, good. was it stop John Gibson? Or, yeah, no, Bennington and Flurry. That was it. Oh, no, there was the John Gibson one too. Oh, yeah. There was, there was, was we could have had a couple, but they got prevented this year. Mm-hmm. Goalies are pushing refs out of the way to get the center ice to scrap. That's Very the good. best part about goalie fight is that it has to be a center ice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. You will see that guy's face tomorrow and before and after every Oilers game, pre-gaming with Boardsy, Oilers Nation after dark. You won't want to miss it. Hit the subscribe button. Also, our like goal was 109. Yes, nine we are away. nine away. Nine away. Hammer the like button if you're watching on the YouTube. Liam, there's hockey on tonight. There is. Are you? Which one are you looking forward to the most? Bedard. I, yeah, I have the only Bedard. answer. It's Bedard versus Sidney Crosby. I don't want to see it's Vegas raise up a banner. I'm gonna. No, I, I will not be watching that game. I won't be watching Tampa Bay Nashville either because I'll get work. <laughs> <laughs> I have some picks courtesy of our friends at Betway, Liam. Oh yeah, what do we got? So I got a couple of plays. I got three bets I like tonight. Okay. First up, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Nashville Predators to go over. I'm parlaying it over five and a half there. Parlayed with Pittsburgh and Chicago over five and a half. Those two together pay about plus 150 on Betway. I think Tampa should score some goals in their home opener. Yep. I think Jonas Johansson will give up a handful because he's low-key junk. <laughs> uh, I think the Blackhawks should get a couple of goals too. Pittsburgh going up against Andy or uh, who's the goalie? And why am I playing? Uh, Anderson? No, in Chicago. Uh, Mrazek. Oh, Mar- oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about that. They're going to get a handful of goals there too. I like both those go over five and a half. Then I'm also taking Nikita Kucherov's shot prop this evening. So there you go. There's my Ooh. three plays for Betway. Anything you like on this slate? Um, I was just kind of looking through here on the Pittsburgh matchup. Kind of like the Golden Knights at plus 150 on the puck line. Kind of. Are we, are we going Conor Bernard goal? 
Or we got to wait a little bit. It's plus 150 on Bama I'm not right touching now. it I'm tonight. I'm not touching that tonight. It, it is game very three? difficult. Absolutely. Who's game three against? I don't know. I just feel okay. like that's... <laughs> he goes... He needs to get his feet wet. Pitt tonight, Boston tomorrow, Montreal Saturday oh, night, Bell Center. See, I was right. I, um, I will go Pittsburgh. Uh, money line? Call it? Puck line. Oh, puck line. Even money. Okay. I think I'll be... Connor Bedard plus 150 to find the back of the net tonight, if you're interested. Yeah. I think I'm good, too. Connor Bedard... Plus nine hundred first goal score. Ooh, there you go. Nah, did he? He scored one goal in preseason, right? No, nope, zero. Know. Didn't score. Like, I, I'm not here to to crap on Bedard. I think he's going to be unbelievable. I don't think he's going to sniff hundred points. I just, I think you got to look at it from a different perspective of not how good Connor Bedard is, but how crap the Chicago Blackhawks are. Yeah, he doesn't have the talent around him. McDavid wasn't going to hit hundred, mm-hmm. and his talent was way better. Uh, someone asked what was the Sherwood Ford giant question of the show. We are back to in season mode, yes. which means Sherwood Ford giant questions come on game days. So we will be back mm-hmm. with Sherwood Ford giant game day editions of the show. That all starts tomorrow. Also, no one noticed we made changes to the studio again. No, we, we quite frankly, I noticed to. first thing this morning. You did. Um, <laughs> did. Aaron was so confused. He had to look up pictures of before. Yeah, to see I, I looked it up. I was like, was this like this on Friday or what? Uh, it's but I, got a, I got a new chair and Liam is now sitting on a couch. So yeah. Liam's on half the couch. And then tomorrow on the other half of the couch will be our guy, Jay. He's back yes. for this year's shows. Frank will join us tomorrow as well. We got a loaded show. Busy one. Busy, also, getting into busy season. You know, it's hockey season. This hour flew by. Yeah, it truly yeah, did. did. So let's wrap up the show with our favorite memories brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories. It's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross travel insurance protects your memories and more. Wherever your travel takes you, you know where you visit? You visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel to get more information. All right. My favorite memory of today's show, Tyler, was easily when Carter Hutton joined us. And mm-hmm. said that he thinks Evan Bouchard could score 80 points this season. I like that. that. Was nice. He knew the audience he was speaking to. Yep. He said Skinner takes a step forward, even though Campbell will be better. Yep. He said Bouchard hits 80 points, which is bananas, but I love it. Who knows? He, a- he asked me for the hot takes. Did they have to be Oilers centric or NHL? I said NHL, but he went, he went no, I know my audience. Smart I res- guy. I respect Smart man. Uh, Aaron, favorite memory of the show? Uh, my favorite memory, and this happened twice now. It is when Carter was talking about Daryl Sutter and how nobody wants that anymore. And Daryl Sutter <laughs> popped up in our chat again and said, "Hey guys, <laughs> I do, I do like Daryl Sutter in the chat. He's very funny. It makes me laugh every <laughs> single time. Bit of a wild card. Keeps asking for a job. <laughs> Bit of a wild card. Uh, I'm going to say my Aaron? favorite memory was just having Carter on the show. I think he's, I think he could be a regular. I think he's going to be a regular. I would love to back. Yeah, he's the. Uh, Kind of played along with our antics a little bit, and yeah, the fa- I think he gets the bit. Yeah, the face the face he pulled when I said the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to finish first was very funny. Yeah, both Tyler and his faces at the same time both went like, Ooh, hey, "Sure about that?" They were meant to be big, bold, and hot and sexy. So I <laughs> yeah, think they yeah, were. Did that. There's our favorite memories brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. AB. Bluecross.ca slash travels mm. where you want to go tomorrow. Short for giant pregame edition of the show. Pre-game show, 7 o'clock live at Greta. 8 o'clock puck drop, Oilers, Canucks, season kickoff party downtown Edmonton at Greta. Come play arcade games. Come have Mm. some beers. Come have some $2 hot dogs. Whatever. It's a Wednesday. Your boss will understand if you're a little hungover Thursday. If you come in and you're like, hey, I want a set of tickets to the big outdoor event at the end of the month. And I had a great time with the Oilers Nation guys. Your boss will be like, oh, yeah, shit. Take a half day. (laughs) Probably. That's That's how I think the situation would play out. Yeah, that's how I've waited. It's my boss. We don't get a half day the next day, but 
yeah, no, we don't. We're back at it on uh, Thursday with another fun edition of the show where we're going to be breaking down Oilers hockey. Insane. Uh, nationgear.ca, if you need to get tickets to the party, if you haven't done so yet, tickets are $29.97. You're going to get a swag bag. You're going to get into the party. You're going to get entered into the draw to potentially win entry into the big event at the end. And again, it's a donation. It all goes to our friends at Kids Sport as and well. $2 hot dogs. $2 hot dogs. Ooh. Nation nachos, 12 bucks. $6 buds and Bud Light. Giddy up. Let's go. Yes, I'm going to have more than a couple of those. Um, so yeah, giveaways, all that stuff. It'll be fun tomorrow night. Be a lovely evening. Are we good? Very we hit fun. our light goal. We hit the light goal. Thank you, everybody. We are so back. We're we are so back. We're so back. Uh, shout out to everyone who watched along today on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Hammer that like and subscribe button. Subscribe button as well because we're at 17K. We're trying to get to 18K by the end of the month. We're back tomorrow, noon mountain time. Frank J. Whole cast is back. Mm-hmm. Hockey season's back. It was a pleasure doing this show here on a Tuesday. Enjoy your night. We'll yep. talk tomorrow. Oh, well, get some sleep. Mm-hmm. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.